0: Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues.
1: If you remember the 1994 Republican Revolution in Congress, it was the first time in 40 years that Republicans took the State House uh, in Congress. You remember Newt Gingrich, Tom DeLay? Well, today we're reviewing Dick Armey has a new book called Leader. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a live interview with my new friend from Texas, who is a long time American hero for the conservative movement. Dick Armey was the majority leader in the United States House of Representatives. He helped lead the Republican revolution of 1994 to take control of the House of Representatives, along with his friend, Newt Gingrich, for Republicans, the Contract for America. uh, Today we interviewed by by Skype, Congressman Richard Armey. Welcome to the program, sir, how are you today? Well, I'm fine, it's a pleasure to be with you. I'm so honored to meet you and you've been a hero of mine for a long time from a distance. We've never met in person, but I do wanna say thank you for your leadership, for being willing to step up and run for office in the first place. Uh, How did you get into politics, can you bring us back to the day?
2: Well, I like to believe I never got into politics, but I was a professor of economics and I loved my discipline. I loved my students, I loved teaching, but uh, finally the campus politics just wore me out. So look, I was just basically changing jobs. And uh, being a member of Congress seemed like a pretty good looking job, one I thought felt qualified for, I did not know a single person in public office. I hadn't had no experience whatsoever in any party. I literally sat down and decided to become a Republican because they seemed to appreciate the things I held dear most of the time and the other party, none of the time. And I also further observed you only get elected if you're a Republican or a Democrat. Well, with that information in my mind, I set about the business of checking the laws of the state and the, uh, national level, and get myself on the ballot and running for Congress. And
1: what year and, was that? And what's what city and well, what district did you represent?
2: That was 1984, and literally, I was only changing jobs. I am an economist. I w- I felt I could be an economist in Washington, and I'd, I frankly characterized politics as juvenile delinquency, <laughs> so I didn't want any part of that.
1: So, what year were you elected? You were sworn in 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 eighty five, or and and how did uh, how did your years progress until you took a leadership role? Well, I was
2: uh, yes, I was sworn in in eighty five. Things were very, I thought, quite rosy with Ronald Reagan still in the White House. when he left, uh, after having won his third presidential election for George Bush, uh, things started going downhill. And I found things not going my way. I found myself being ridiculed, uh, left out, ignored, frozen out. And uh, I thought I had things to say and do. So I decided I had to be in leadership. So, as is my custom, I examined all the possibilities, picked a spot I thought I could want, win, and wa- won a leadership role. So that's, that's how I got in leadership out of no uh, political ambition. I had policy ambitions and I was being thwarted because I was not uh, ceremonially adequate
1: to be included <laughs> with the big boys. But <laughs> eventually you and rose and to power. You you were elected as majority leader and you were part of the 1994 uh, contract with America w- led by Newt Gingrich and, and you were a leader in that movement. Uh, how did that come to be?
2: Well, th- this is one of the reasons I wrote my book, Leader. I have found it Uh, when people in office retire and leave office, there are fundamental questions they don't answer. How did they think of that? How did they do it? What were they thinking at the time? These are the things we want to understand. Uh, So I, uh, in the book, I tell the very detailed uh, story, how it was I realized we could win the majority, there was a way to win the majority, Newt and I got together, we put together a program and a plan called Contract with America, and all the chapter and verse detail of that whole process as it is in other cases with other processes uh, is detailed in the book. Can you hold up a copy of the book and tell people
1: where they can buy it?
2: Well, this is the book. I might say, by the way, I self-published the book because I wanted nobody else to own the rights to my story. But you can buy it in any major uh, book-selling outlet. I I think most people today find it on Amazon. (laughs) I'd like to believe that you could find it in Christian bookstores because uh, actually, as you look at this whole story, The single most important thing I did in my entire life was give my life to Jesus. And that is another story
1: that's spelled out in the the book. How did I come to that moment? Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll hear the personal testimony of giving his life to Jesus Christ by former majority leader, Richard Armey.
0: Giving you a megaphone in Washington, DC. Dr. Chaps will be right back.
1: Today, we are remembering to pray for and commemorate our 45th president, Donald J. Trump, who was, in our generation, perhaps the most pro-life, pro-family, pro-Israel, and pro-America president of our time. To remember him and honor him, we've issued these brand new golden commemorative coins. They have Donald Trump right in the cover, and it says, in God we trust, to remind you to pray for our 45th president for a suggested donation of $45 to our ministry. We'll remember and send you this 45th president coin. And not just that, we're gonna throw in a copy of my book, How to Liberate the World with the Christian Activist DVD. So you get all three. You have a coin to remember to pray and then to learn how to be an effective Christian activist. You get the book and the DVD and then to show the world your Christian faith, we're gonna add this window decal. It says, I pray for religious freedom. So you can remember to pray, learn, and show the world that you stand with us at Pray In Jesus Name. Please donate today when you visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the bookstore button at the top, and you see all four items for a suggested donation of $45. Or call us right now at 866-ObeyGod Get yours today. Do you ever pray and sometimes you feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and they don't get to God or maybe you don't get the result that you hoped for? I'm Dr. Chaps and I wanna make available to you a new resource, a four-part video Bible teaching series on how to pray effective prayers. Did you know God has given us instructions in the Bible? For example, in 1 Timothy 2, there are four different Greek words for four different kinds of prayers, supplication, petition, intercession, and thanksgiving. If you don't understand the way God teaches us to pray, then we cannot expect the result for which we hope. I'm asking you to get this important Bible video teaching series on DVD for a suggested donation of only $30. Call us right now at 866 God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org and get this important video resource for your family. Call us right now.
0: Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps.
1: Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Dick Armey, the, the hero of the conservative movement of 1994, uh, spent Uh, gosh, almost 20 years in Congress, and was not only the the savior of the homeschooling movement, we're gonna talk about that in our third segment, but while he was in Congress, made a personal decision for Jesus Christ that he describes in his book, Leader, as the most important decision of his life. Congressman, can you tell us uh, what kind of church were you raised in before you were born again?
2: Well, I was... uh raised in a pretty conventional church, the Brethren Church, and I was well-churched. All my life I went to church, but I didn't understand God's great love and I never really understood about Jesus. And in my book, for example, I say at one point how I foolishly said to my wife, well, I think Jesus was a good teacher. (laughs) And she said, well, I think he was much more than that. But I don't believe I had a single informed understanding of Jesus until 1984, when I went in this campaign. And as I traveled my congressional district, knocked on doors, talked to people, rich and poor alike, I kept encountering these Christians who had given their life to Jesus, had found their salvation in the only way possible, accepted it with great humility, and with a great fever for helping others to find it. My wife and I finally found a good Bible-based church, and we started really learning the story. Uh, And then finally, there's a rather dramatic moment that's spelled out in the book, when. I guess you'd have to say, I came to my senses, got over myself and understood that this was a marvelous thing. And as I had been so much instructed, you'll believe it when you see it. I did.
1: And uh, of course- uh, You describe this in your book. Uh, Let me ask, you describe, I think on page uh, 297 or, or 253, somewhere in those two pages, You talk about, this talk you had with your wife about Jesus, and then you got on an airplane. She asked you an important question and you didn't know the answer, but what happened on the airplane?
2: Uh, One Sunday on the way to church, she looked at me rather sternly and impatiently and said, I wanna know, are you gonna give your life to Jesus or not? (laughs) And as I say in the book, I weaseled off the hook uh, but the next day, I got an, uh, or that day, I got a note that I was to go to New York City the following day rather than uh, D.C. Somebody would meet me and have prepared for me what I should do. So I got on a plane and I got to thinking about it. I'm going to a place I don't want to go, trusting a pilot I don't know to get, and get me there. And then prepared to meet somebody i don't know to do whatever he would ask me now if i can do all this in the face of pure mere mortals why can't i accept the free gift of salvation from jesus and go where i want to go where jesus will have prepared a place for me and so i just started to played sat there feeling silly <laughs> and I, well, you know, you got to get over yourself, big shot. You know, you're not so smart as you thought you were. Accept the Lord's grace and take the free gift of salvation. And I did. On that plane, sitting there by myself, I I got off the plane and uh, I was a little shocked. Some weeks later, a reporter, a newsman, said to me, "You seem so much more relaxed and easier going and." Much more caring. I said, Well, they had told me that if I accepted Jesus and was born again, my insecurities would fade away. Maybe that's it. He said, Yeah, that's what I experienced when I accepted Jesus. And I thought I'd see my first miracle. A member of the press that is actually a Christian. I wondered <laughs> if he could survive in his profession. But it's been a wonderful one. My whole life is so. So wonderful, and to my good fortune, my children and grandchildren, I know
1: will be in heaven too someday. Well, that's what it's all about, giving your life to Jesus. And you write in your book that of all the important things you did in Congress, here's the majority leader of the United States House, you passed a bunch of laws, you blocked some really bad laws, we'll talk about that. But the most important thing you ever did in your life was give your life to Jesus Christ, why?
2: Not only is it the most important thing, because it changed my life made made my life better, made life better for people in association with me, and it's the only thing I ever did on this earth that will last forever. Wow, nothing else wow. i I can take nothing else to the grave with me,
1: isn't that amazing uh, and on the other side of eternity, accepting Jesus might be the only thing that mattered that we did in this life.
3: And that is so,
2: wonderful. I, you know, it was a, and I, I, I want to thank all those wonderful people I met along the way, quietly telling me the story, encouraging me to believe. And you know the, the the Bible says that the Lord will send messengers to you, and I had them in abundance. And to my good fortune, and to my credit. I had the good sense to listen to them.
1: Yes. And uh, lucky me, I did. Thanks be to God. I'm gonna give an altar call right now for anyone watching. Maybe you were raised in the church like, like Richard Armey was. Maybe you're an important person like he was, but you still don't know Jesus Christ. I'm gonna ask you to pray with me right now. Let's all pray together and say these words. Father in heaven, I need Jesus in my life. And I've been the boss of my own life, but I realize now that's wrong. Jesus, I want you to be the boss of my life. Jesus, I surrender to invite you into my heart as my new Lord and savior. Jesus, I surrender to you as Lord of my life. I ask you to come into my heart and forgive my sins. And I believe in what you did on the cross. I believe that you were raised from the dead. I receive the mercy that you offered by shedding your blood as a substitute for my sin, I receive the forgiveness of those sins so I can go to heaven. Jesus, come into my heart and rule me as my Lord and Savior, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed with us, I want you to call us at 866-Obey-God. It's a toll-free number, we won't ask for anything, but we wanna pray with you again. Call us at 866-Obey-God. Let's take a short break, When while you come back, Dick Army will talk about
3: saving the homeschool movement. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and MyPillow. During these times, your support has meant everything to us. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly onto you. For example, you can get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99 a set. That's a savings of 60% and the lowest price in history. And remember, they're made with the world's best cotton, grown where the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River all meet. They come with my 10-year warranty, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99, the lowest price in history. If you do it right now, I'm also gonna include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my brand new product, my slippers.
0: Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps,
1: talking with former U.S. House of Representatives Majority Leader Dick Armey, has a new book called Leader. Congressman, if you would, please hold up that book and tell people where they can buy it.
2: Yeah, and let me uh, tell you, you can buy the book in any uh, book outlet. Most people are finding it easily on Amazon, but, it's my fervent hope that you can find it in your Christian bookstores because I think it should be in there. Sure, most of it's about life uh, on this earth, but I-, I believe there's some 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 good message for Christians in this book. And uh, at any rate, it's not that hard to find. And uh, I think you'll find it to be a fun
1: book and an informative book. I read it, uh, at least portions of it, that you directed me to prepare for this interview, and uh, the, the the image on the cover of your book. Talk about that that uh, portrait, because it was a painting of you as the majority leader, and there's something special about that portrait.
2: Yes, the, the, I chose for my book cover my my congressional portrait. I, I, I'm kind of proud of the fact that I. I am the only majority leader in the history of the House to have his portrait hung in the Capitol. And it's hung in a room that was named after me. Now, that is the only honorarium. I have no roads, buildings, or anything named after me. But what makes this special is it was pursuant to a vote of my colleagues. And as uh, Galbraith, uh, one great economist said, we work for the prize most worthy of having, the praise of your colleagues. My colleagues voted that I should have a room named after me, and the portrait hung on. I, was, I felt quite honored. Uh, the portrait hung there until the Republicans lost the majority. Nancy Pelosi became as the next speaker, and she took my portrait down. So I then became the first majority leader ever to have his portrait taken down from the U.S. (laughs)
1: Capitol. That's a high honor, and later it was put back. I think he put it up twice. It goes back and forth depending on who has the house. Tell me about the homeschooling movement, because when you were a young congressman, you saved homeschooling. It was almost illegal.
2: Well, I really didn't. There was a provision in the law that would have killed homeschooling. We spotted it. We offered an amendment in committee, and uh, I literally got laughed out of the committee. Uh, I went away for the weekend, and then on Friday, I, or uh, yeah, I think it was Friday, I tried to call my office. I couldn't get a phone call through, not to my congressional office, not to my district office. I finally called my <coughs> chief of staff at his home. And he said it's that way all over the hill. The homeschoolers are keeping the phones tied, faxes tied up. They're sending messages. He says we have not only in in Washington but in Texas we have c- cakes and pies and homemade candy, baked goods, cookies flowing in to the office. People supporting us. Now, I got back to Washington and I was going to offer the in on four. I went up to the Rules Committee and the chairman of the Rules Committee, a good friend, Democrat, but still a good friend, he said, uh, if we allow your amendment, will our, <laughs> will our phones quit ringing? <laughs> I said, I think they will. We changed. Now, uh, in the committee, I had lost overwhelmingly. We changed when I say we, I'm talking about those children from the homeschool or schools. We changed that to a vote where there was only one dissenting vote. Everybody else was in agreement with it. And you know, for years, I would run into people. I've, I've run into, in recent years, adults who remember, yes, I remember when we baked cookies for you and sent letters and made phone calls. And I'm talking about, Adults now remember when they were children, how they changed the law in Washington. It was the biggest, most impressive, and for
1: members of Congress, most scary grassroots thing they had ever been through. And you swung all the Democrats and all the Republicans to your side, and the only no vote was, the Democrat who sponsored the bill to illegally, you know, to make homeschooling illegal. I think technically they were trying to require a, a, a college degree in teaching or some ridiculous certification for a parent to teach their child at home. You got that struck down, almost a, certainly a supermajority, almost unanimous and now homeschooling is safe. You also were friends with Michael Ferris of the Homeschool Legal Defense Association who helped organize all those phone calls. But what was it like to to have the support of the American people for for liberty along with you?
2: Never saw anything like it before, since now I'm a grassroots kind of guy, and I worked grassroots all my life, but this was the biggest event I ever saw and the thing that I had members of Congress would have a bill they want to move after hey Dick you think you can get your homeschoolers to back me I'd say my they're not my homeschoolers <laughs> and they were backing what went that what they wanted it was for them so you have to understand these are grassroots people they're in this business for what they believe is good government Yes, sir. And I guess if you want to go try to convince them that yours is
1: such good government, they ought to go to work for you. Be my guest, but they're not my homeschoolers. That's it. We have just one minute left. I'm going to give you the last word. But anything else you want to say? Would you like to say a prayer with us? Would you like to promote your book? Uh, I'll give you the closing word.
2: Well, let me just say it and say it in the form of prayer. Lord, I hope people will buy and read my book. I think there's a lot of good message in that. And as one reviewer said, I think it shows that we that the work that is done in Washington can be done in a better way than we have today. But as it turns out now, this is a prayer I have for my book that would
1: help people to find their wits and their duty and do their job right. In Jesus' name, amen. Our guest has been Richard Armey, former majority leader of the United States House of Representatives. And the most important thing he ever did was give his life to Jesus. Find his book everywhere. Leader is the title, or you can call us toll free at 866-Obey-God. We'll help you to find a way to get his book. Please call us at 866-Obey-God and donate when you visit PrayInJesusName.org. We'll see you next time. Maybe you've enjoyed our program and you're wondering, how can we support Dr. Chaps with our tithes and offerings? We've made it so easy right now. You don't even need to go to the website, just use your smartphone and text the word DONATE to 720-573-0305. You don't even have to get out of your chair, just pick up your smartphone right now and text the word DONATE to 720-573-0305 and you will help us bring you these programs. God bless you in Jesus' name.